0: Welcome to episode 187 of Live Happy Now. This is your host, Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us today. As the new year approaches, our thoughts are starting to turn to how we want to improve our lives over the next 12 months. This week, we're talking with Megan McDonough of the Whole Being Institute, who explains how the principles of SPIRE can help us live with greater ease and develop new skills that can lead to greater creativity, better health, and happier living. Then she'll explain how we can learn those new skills as we move into the new year. Well, Megan, welcome to the show. I know you've been a guest before, and I'm really excited to have you here today and talk about whole being happiness. My
1: pleasure. I'm so glad to be here with you, Paula. Thanks for asking me.
0: Well, absolutely. I saw that you had this whole being happiness course, and it just seemed like such a great thing, something our listeners would love to learn more about. And so I do want to have you talk about that, but... Instead of putting the cart before the horse, I I wanted to, before we start talking about that, can you explain to us what you mean by whole being? Yeah.
1: So that word whole being is a mashup of two words, whole person and well-being, whole being. So here's the deal. You know, most of the time when we think about human flourishing, we may only look at, say, one or two things. Either, you know, eat well and exercise or perhaps in positive psychology, looking at positive emotions. But in whole being, it really asks a question, what are the holistic or multidimensional ways in which we think of human flourishing? And that indeed is what we
0: mean by whole being, that bigger view. I love that concept because I do think that too often times we compartmentalize different areas of our lives, and your approach really brings it all together. And to me, I, I think that's the only way that we can do this, isn't it? Well, I think so, because these human species, we do love to compartmentalize everything. What
1: is the thinking brain versus what is the feeling heart versus what is the moving body? Well, we're not chopped up into these little divisions, are we? If you really look at how life is lived... It really is a whole person experience, but what we tend to do cognitively is take this whole person experience and break it into little compartments. And we do that not so we can fragment ourselves, but so that we can understand it better, understand it more deeply. And so we do it with all good intentions, but we end up sort of taking one or two dimensions and thinking, ah, that has to be the magic bullet or that has the answer. So we try and look at this thing called human flourishing in a very limited way. And what we think about for a whole being is how do we actually see all the parts of ourselves in a way that allows us to not only describe what's happening in our life, but also prescribe how to increase our well-being. So maybe I should be pragmatic and actually give you an example of this so that people <laughs> understand. Like, like this, is this a philosophy class or is this really mean something? So let me get concrete. We use a model in whole being which is called the SPIRE model, S-P-I-R-E, which is S for spiritual meaning and mindfulness, being able to see the bigger picture of our life. Physical, meaning are we eating and taking care of our body and exercising? And are we moving in a way that heads us towards our best? Intellectual, meaning are we cultivating curiosity and things that we're interested in every day? Relational, the R inspire is how are we in relationship with ourselves, cultivating self compassion, and also being in relationship with others. And last but certainly not least, E inspire is raising up our positive emotions and actually dealing with the difficulties and building resiliency when the difficult emotions arise. So that's Spire. And what it really all points to, Paula, is this idea that. We can head towards our ideal self in every day so that every day becomes a way of practicing
0: the whole being approach of SPIRE each and every day. I love the SPIRE model, and I've seen you speak on that before. And I've wondered, is there one area where we tend to ignore more than the others, or is it different for every person?
1: Mm, Oh, what a great question. So we do what's called Aspire Check-In, and we'll give people these free resources in your podcast, which is a way that people can just check in for themselves. Do I have a go-to tendency for well-being? Is it to go running and the physical well-being? Does that really support me? And how does that interact with my emotional well-being? So doing this fire check-in allows you to see, do I have a natural tendency? Am I underusing some of these ways of increasing my well-being? So it gives you a way of looking at it. I can ask you, listeners now, when you think about the environment that you're in, what are the ways maybe, for example, if you work in your corporate job all day and don't get outside at all for physical walking around, your intellectual might be Very highly engaged because you're doing great work that you're interested in, but physically you're sitting too much. That's an example of being able to be more aware of how does your environment, whether you're at Kripalu
0: or in a corporate office, play out to your overall well-being. You know, when I look at what you teach, the principles are, they're simple, they're effective, but they're so hard, (laughs) you know, it's, it's like, why (laughs) is that? It's, if you look at it, it should not be difficult, but why is it mm. so hard for us to follow the right path sometimes? Yeah. Gosh, wouldn't it be nice if we could just
1: like press a button and we could change behavior we know it's not serving us <laughs> anymore? Oh, I, I sigh because I, I can so relate. And, and And I think everybody can relate to the fact that change is hard, but it's not impossible. And that's where we come up with this hope that we have, that we actually can Take action on a daily basis towards our ideal self. I often think about the real and the ideal, that I can be grounded in the reality of how this moment is, and I can also hold aspirational thoughts about the ideal of where I'd like to head. And in between the real and the ideal are these habits that you speak of, are these ways in which we work towards habit change that can feel at times stressful, difficult challenging, but we know that any amount of positive action to change a habit isn't wasted action. Each time you try and instill a new habit by taking new action, it does lead towards change over time. And that's the trick, isn't it? It's over time. We get frustrated with the lack of progress that we think we should be making towards something. So, when we look at stress and we look at challenges, they could be exhausting if we think that within a certain time frame or within a certain ease it should happen and it doesn't. So, this mindset of how we're looking at challenges and how we're looking at stress can be actually reframed and how we look at it, giving us the ability to go back to the drawing board again with spire with our resilience and say okay here's a new day let me try it again that's looking at looking at instead of stress being exhausting to instead stress being
0: elevating that we can use the circumstances of everyday life to elevate i'm guessing that that's a lot of what the whole mean happiness course will help us learn
1: so we have a couple of ways in which people can learn about SPIRE and actually practice these habits over time. One is a, an online course. So Whole Being Happiness goes over what is the SPIRE model, the spiritual, the physical, the intellectual, the relational, the emotional? What are the ways in which we harness our own biology, for example, our breathing? What are the ways in which we focus our attention to our ideal self? versus kind of the challenges and stress and crankiness of the stuff of everyday life? How do we really focus on what's working in our strengths? And how do we focus on the meaning and long-term directional heading of our life? The main point is that if we have a healthy dissatisfaction with the status quo, in other words, if we find ourselves in habits of thinking and doing that are not serving our highest and best, that there are things and skills and techniques that are evidence-based that we can use to improve that. We have a learning methodology where people first take the wisdom in. In other words, there is certain things you need to learn about that we're not taught in school, right? Wouldn't it be nice if we taught Human Flourishing 101 when you start in kindergarten? That is not how it goes. How would that change the world? Well, I'm all for that. So we didn't have that. At least I didn't have that. So there are are skills to learn, first of all. So part of the online learning and even the in-person learning is the education about what is the evidence-based science saying about human flourishing. So you can learn that in video lectures where you actually are exposed to the science, the methodology, the reading, and the reflections that, that help you learn that. So first learning it, then you actually have to test it out. You have to try it out for yourself. Like what works for me? If this is what the science says, science is based on a bell curve of averages. Well, you might be on a different part of that bell curve. So you have to try it on for yourself. You have to learn it try it out, and then you have to live into it. So then you pick something of that and you live into it every single day as best as you can, as you begin to see what works for you, how do I live into this every day, and then it becomes a habit. And that's how change happens over time. That's how we actually keep taking course corrections in our life step by step. So first, online, you would watch a videotape. You would actually do some reflecting on it and do some writing about it. You'd be part of a webinar where you'd meet up with the faculty to discuss it, see how it worked for you. And then you'd go out and you'd have an action plan based on what you learned from that. So that's sort of the pragmatics of how you learn online, but it's also how you learn in person. We learn best not only when we just get exposed to the material, but when we actually try it out, test it out, and then live into it. The only way you actually live into human flourishing is to live into it. You're not going to pick up a book and then boom, I'm done. I got it. Right. Uh, <laughs>
0: you just kind of watch some videos and go, oh, well that was it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Check it off. You could check off human flourishing on your life's list of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see as some of the biggest barriers that we put up to mm-hmm. being able to, to move into whole being happiness?
1: Well, you know what, can I switch the question around from instead of what are the barriers but instead talk about what are the enablers uh, Uh because I think so often we look at what are the barriers thinking that if I only fixed myself or got rid of this one problem the things would happen so I think instead of barriers if we talked about enablers the things that allow us to rise because again and again and again no matter where we teach this and we now teach it in Mexico and California out here at Kripalu no matter where it is that There are things that elevate and enable. And the things that fall into that category are things like, what are your strengths? In other words, instead of trying to fix what's wrong, can you notice what's right and elevate the strengths that you might have on a day-to-day basis? Another thing that gets barriers out of the way and enables things is gratitude. Really looking at the day and saying, what's working here? What's going well? What can I be grateful for? Another things that go well, and this is what Dr. Tal ben Shahar says, which I really love, is when you appreciate the good, the good appreciates. So having appreciation, oh, I like and gratitude. Isn't that nice? I love that, yeah. that Tal says. When you appreciate the good, the good appreciates. And this is a practice, a daily practice of appreciation and gratitude. So, when you talk about things like strength, when you talk about things like gratitude and appreciation, it changes the mental focus of your day. That's one way, you know, really thinking that through. Another way of really elevating and enabling flourishing is by being aware of your biology. So, for example, we know that shallow, tight breathing increases the stress response, whereas slow, relaxed breathing triggers the relaxation response. So you can Mm -hmm. actually work with your biology on a day-to-day basis so that it's helping your nervous system relax versus tense up. Those are kind of three concrete ways in which we can think
0: about enabling and elevating versus getting rid of barriers. That's terrific. And it's so good that we have places like the Whole Being Institute where we can look to that, where we can find like, okay, what is next? What are my next steps? And how do I get to that next place that I, I want to be?
1: Mm, we're happy to serve. That's what we're here to do. And so when I think about the institutions I've run, whether it's Whole Being Institute, whether it's working with Kropalu on their stress resilience program, the question I ask myself on my personal dharma or work in the world is really how do I harness the highest and best in people for the greatest good? And that means myself, too. And that means I also have to do a personal practice every day. It's not just about teaching. It's about living into it. So I encourage people who are interested. We do have a free course online at Whole Being Institute that introduces what is
0: Aspire Check-In. How is it that I live mindfully about that? Right. And we are going to put a link to that on our podcast page so they'll be able to get that directly and download that
1: Ah, lovely so in that is a Aspire check-in i have a free ebook about living with ease which is about being mindful in everyday life and by the way that that book actually came out of my work in the corporate space when i felt i wasn't living very mindfully
0: oh excellent!
1: (laughs) yeah those listeners who are in the corporate space may appreciate that and then we talk a little bit more about spire in that free course
0: Terrific. Well, Megan, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate you, you sitting down and, and talking to me again. I'm really interested in this whole being happiness course and seeing what else you have available. It's always, always a pleasure to check in with you.
1: Thank you, my friend. It's always a pleasure connecting with you as well.
0: That was Megan McDonough, co-founder of the Whole Bean Institute. You can learn more about the Spire model when you visit our website at livehappynow.com. And you'll also find a link to download that free Spire e-course and e-book that Megan talked about. You'll also find a link to learn more about their online course, Whole Being Happiness, that starts in January. As always, if you like what you've heard here today and want to hear more, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcast. search for Live Happy Now, and subscribe today so you'll never miss an episode. That's all we have time for today. So please join us back here next week. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.